What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Intellectual Property Podcast. I am your host, Dallas Alexis. Got my guy, D. Will, in the building. Yo, what's up, people? What's up, what's up? Thank you for tuning in, and we're broadcasting live from the planet of Brooklyn. D, what up? I'm good, son. What's good? What's going on? How's the podcast? I mean, mean, podcast was... It's been going great, man. It's moving, huh? Can't complain. We move. We moving out here, man. Time moves fast. I, I see that. I know, man. I know, man. We got a uh, we a few episodes in. Mm-hmm. It's been going great, man. It's been going great. Can't complain. Um, funny thing about the podcast, man, is um, it, it, it spawned from a just from casual conversation mm-hmm. from myself and some of our friends, like things that we would talk about, and to actually um something that we talked about actually doing for real. Yeah. And we're here. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the good thing. I mean, I mean, obviously you got a history in this, doing stuff in, you know, media and films, filming in nature, but um, it's nothing but content. You know, we think about, you think about your friends, you think about your experiences, mm-hmm. your family, things that you see, uh, distinctly, distinctly unique to New York and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It's all content. You know it's what I mean? It's all content. I mean, it's, and this stuff you might just send in the text. Yeah. You might just have a one-off conversation with, it. Yeah. but when you're actually able to formulate it, yeah, and then get back and forth and have a good conversation about it, uh-huh. and difference of opinions as well, it really makes for like a you know a good show. Uh-huh. And um, I mean, with the way you've been curating it, I think it makes sense to actually call the show what it is intellectual, because mm-hmm. it's not just rants. Yeah, you know what I mean. A little ranting, because a little bit, and that's yeah. fine because yeah. it's natural conversation. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, um, to kind of streamline it, a lot of these topics and a lot of these conversations, and bring it to a point, you know. <clears throat> of intelligence, so to speak, or when people can really sit back and reflect on it and be cer- cerebral about it. Yeah, you know, I think that's uh, is, is, is you know, that's strong. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like one of my um main motivations for uh, doing this podcast um came from guys like you, man. It came guys uh, from guys like you and um friends of mine um in mm-hmm. uh, conversations that we have. I'm talking about great conversations, yeah. like sometimes hour long conversations. On topics that um, I think that people need to topics that people are talking about, of course. and a lot of things that people need to be talking about, and I kind of wanted to to do this right and kind of give people our perspectives mm-hmm. and our insights on a lot of hot button topics, but to kind of also keep the conversation going on a lot of mm-hmm. things. I think um, things come up, people talk about it for like a day or two, then it then they're gone in the wind, right? But I also think as um, young black men. I think we have a responsibility to keep a lot of these conversations, a lot of these topics going for the culture. Absolutely. Right? So that was kind of like one of my motivations and one of my inspirations for doing this. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, talk about things that I think are valid, mm-hmm. that are relevant, and that needs to be talked about, but not not just uh, being talked about by us, to have people listen to the podcast and talk about it within their circles. Right, yeah. As well. So that was kind of like my motivation for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a pretty interesting conversation the other day, man. Mm-hmm. We were talking about um, music, of course. We were talking about um, movies. Mm-hmm. We were talking about television shows. And we were, um, you know, and I'll share this with uh, our listeners. We were talking about are we living in the era of um, are we still living in a, a black exploitation era, or yeah. like, is this the true? You know, because I hear the terminology "black excellence" mm-hmm. that is thrown around, and we're in like this black renaissance and black excellence. Are we truly in a black renaissance? D. Are we truly in a era of black excellence? Are we still teetering in the line of like black exploitation? Like, which one is it? And we were talking about um, 
like look at some of the popular music look at some of the like the uh the web series look at some of the reality shows mm-hmm. um and we were kind of throwing that idea out and, and and then we thought that would make for a pretty pretty cool conversation you know um and um and then we were th- talking about how like the 70s where the term black exploitation was coined mm-hmm. which black people never coined that by the way I think a white person called what we were doing in the seventies, late um seventies into the eighties, they they called it black exploitation. Like we didn't call it that. At all. You know, um but then I guess you know, 'cause they would consider a lot of stuff as like well, we would call something ratchet today they, they or like ghetto or right. hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what black exploitation was called, right? Like the a lot of the stuff they were doing. 'Cause I, I think that was the term for what they thought was ratchet cinema or black ratchet cinema or yeah. black hood or ghetto cinema um yeah D, i mean so like what do you think man i mean um you know coming off the heels of uh, uh uh president obama's eight years in office um black excellence was you know like he you know michelle and, and barack epitomizes and sasha malia like they epitomized and they were kind of like the the poster family for black excellence yeah. and 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 i know j and b as well of course yeah um so are we truly in a in an era of black excellence or or i mean like like talk to me man um well well just to take it back to what you had mentioned before about the uh era of uh, the 70s with the black exploitation films um as they've become as they, as they what do i want to say was as what they're called right the name that's been given to the coin that the name that the term that's been coined for the, the black movies of the era um as you mentioned it wasn't so it wasn't something that black actors black hollywood black theater or black drama you know it wasn't a moniker or term that they kind of like used to galvanize themselves and take the industry by storm um i mean at, the, at that junction in the 70s I mean, I was only around for five years, so I don't, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of recollection. But yeah. you know, just from history and knowing a little bit, family and otherwise, um, that whole era in cinema was kind of coming off the heels of the civil rights era, absolutely, yeah, uh, the black revolutionary era, black revolutionary era, mm-hmm. and um, so I think out the gate, you know, as that era kind of subsided a little bit, um, the social era started to subside a little bit. It ca- it um, merged into the arts. And when it merged into the arts, you had several movies that kind of like played on that and or extracted from, you know, the, the black power thing, so to speak, right? Where you might have had um, intelligent movies like The Spook Who Sat By The Door, um, This Education of Sonny Carson and others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just throwing those up, those two out as examples. And I think, you know, like most things, one thing begets something else, right? So it became a trend, and there was a lot. Of, now there was a, a social movement in Hollywood, um, and, and there was a paradigm shift where black talent was being welcomed, right? Um, and I think along the way, obviously, with everything needing to be monetized, I think there was also a lot of, uh, you know, mainstream wasn't happy with seeing these type of images because they felt like it was uh, upsetting, you know, the status quo. Okay. And along the way, I think there was probably a, a conscious decision made to say, hey, you know, you know what, rather than focus on all this black power stuff and, and, and moving, um, you know, their culture forward, so to speak, or moving their social consciousness forward, 
why don't we make a why don't we kind of like goof these guys a little bit? Why don't we, why don't we make a play on you know the stereotypical stereotypical mammies like they were doing way back in the twenties and so forth when film first you know was going to introduce to the mainstream? Um, so they kind of brought that back, and with that, I think that's where the whole black exploitation thing came from. So I know that answered your question about current days, but just going back to that, uh, where we are now, I I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, as far as film, music, and stuff like that, I'm going to say we're always ahead of the curve. I think, um, I think we, you know, we got the source, right? Source is what we're using nowadays. Uh-huh. We've always had the source, the juice, the flavor, the style, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's, that's just a fact. Like, you know what I mean? That's just yeah. genetics. That's a fact. Everybody knows it. As much as people want to dispute it, it can't be disputed. The reason why it can't be disputed is because uh, once it gets to a point, as we see now, is people everybody's trying to replicate it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think the replica- replica- replication of a lot of it is is kind of diminishing some of what uh, you know the natural sources or or, or maybe. And um, now we're in a gray area, right? Um, I think we're definitely in a gray area. Yeah, I mean now we're in a gray, area. gray area. So like to your point. The reality TV shows. I mean, on, on one end, who knows? I mean, what would these girls be doing? Are they actually bringing anything? When they leave these shows, is there a chance that they can like remain in, 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 in film and actually turn it around from being ratchet on TV and carrying on and playing into a stereotype about hypersexual, hy- uh, hyper-aggressive, angry black women, right? Mm-hmm. They only care about money, weaves, basketball players, and things of that nature, mm-hmm. getting pregnant, trying to find a way to make money, right? Are they, will they be able to transform that into doing something that maybe you think of like a, uh, a Issa Rae, you know what I mean? Um, or or Ava DuVernay. Or a, I was going to use her next as an example. So, is it just a phase for these young women? Is it representative of the of the entire culture? No. Is it a, is it a fragment of the culture? Absolutely. Do, do these type of situations really really go on? Have they always gone on? Yeah. Now, is it good that you can get into a fight every weekend, going out, hanging out with your people, whatever, and go yeah. home with a bloody nose and and, and uh, you know tense and a whole bunch of frustrated uh, frustration? Yeah. And just go to work the next day and just be like, damn, yo, let me tell you what happened. Or yeah. Now you're gonna check for it. Yeah. See, that's the thing, D. Like when you talk about media, right? I think um, when it comes to media, man, I think um, media has done a great job in convincing people of stuff that they see on TV, mm-hmm. film, even social media. Like I think it's it's done a great job in convincing the masses on that's exactly what's going on across the country and across the world at that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when it comes to like reality shows, I think when it comes to film, it's it's not a true representation of what's really happening in, happening in our communities, mm-hmm. happening in our households and happening in our schools and happening in, in these streets. It's It's not a fair representation. But I think media has done a great job to, to have people think that that's how like we are a monolithic people, right? Like these reality shows, I don't think black women would say, yeah, that's that's a true depiction of who we are as women. Yeah, right? on, yeah on the whole. Well, to your point about media, so now like, because everybody has a price, right? Mm-hmm. So at some point, you know, this idea gets presented, it's, it's explained that you can... Uh, it's an opportunity for you to expose yourself to millions of people, possibly, you know, use it as a platform. 
and you get a you get a check for it, right? Yeah. So you sit down, all this sounds good. You weigh options, all this sounds good. But theoretically, you know, when you have to be shown in a certain capacity, when you're shown in a certain light, I mean, that's somewhat to some extent exploitation, right? I mean, not if you. I mean, this is the thing. If if I'm a producer, a mm-hmm. director, or a head of any kind of entertainment company. Um, and I step to you and I say, hey, Daryl, I want to give you $100,000 to do this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And to play to play a role on a reality show in a film. Or I want to pay you $100,000 to sing, rap, and dance and do this. And you read over the contract, you look at it, and you say, okay, this, is, this, uh, this looks and sounds pretty cool to me. You sign on the dotted line. I hand over your check to you. Now you have to follow the stipulations of that contract. Right. I don't think that's exploitation because you are a willing participant of the nonsense. Right. Right? Right. So you're a willing participant of the nonsense. At that point, I'm not really exploiting you. Right or wrong? Well, it depends on your intent, right? I mean, there can be a, um, a well-thought-out attempt. Or, or ideology and, and, and something that you want to execute where for everybody, for everybody, for every every person that's going to say no, you probably get two or three people that's willing to say yes. Absolutely. Right? No, you have a line of like a hundred people ready to say right. yes. You got a line of hundred people that are willing to say yes, right? Yeah. I mean, so if you just do it by the numbers and, and you're sitting back and on a whole for whatever reason, right? You're in control of some sort of media, some sort of content, right? You're the guy. And your motive is to kind of like disrupt or undermine anything positive or anything that you see that's 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 working positively within the community, right? Even though these people are willing participants, right? That's 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 the business perspective of it. But if the intent the intent is there to get ten girls, five girls, guys, dudes, whatever, show their lifestyle, show how, they, how their lives are falling apart, you know what I mean? Show these situations that they often get caught up in, and. At this point, I couldn't even tell you because I don't really watch anymore. Gave up on it years ago. Um, I mean, if the intent is there to to purposely paint people in a certain picture in a certain light, despite the fact that they agreed to it, they're still being exploited. No. Um, I think a Granted, lot. They're of not these... working for free. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. They're not working for free. They're not working but... for free, and I think um, the reputation of these shows are um speaks for themselves. So coming into it, you exa- you know exactly what you're getting into. Right. You've watched it, but I think um what we're talking about is like people trying to come up, people trying to use those platforms as a springboard into bigger and better things, right? But um I think they're willing to get exploited. Or right. like they're willing yes. to 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 put out these negative stereotypes, these negative Im- images, and reinforcing a lot of these stigmas on our culture for a quote unquote bag or for some money, mm-hmm. right? Um, are they being exploited? I think that's something that um, that is left to be um, that is left to be said. Like, are they being exploited? I mean, I mean that's why that's why we're bringing this up. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's something that our listeners could actually talk about in their circles and maybe, uh, a st- you know, start as a conversation in their own circles. Probably bring it up in social media, like, is that exploitation? 
Um, and, and like my thing is, um, are we truly in the era of black excellence? Or are we truly in the era of black exploitation? And we talk about the music, right? Mm-hmm. The, like this, this, like this mumble rap slash trap rap ratchet rap era, mm-hmm. right? I mean, let's talk about that as well, as well as the reality show, social media slash uh, 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 platforms that we're talking about as well. Well, I think you just have to have a, um, you know, it, it depends on your own personal views and your disposition on things, right? Um, because no matter how you look at it, whether you want to make it a cultural thing and you just want to segment it off to, you know, certain certain details and, um, and certain groups or certain period time periods or whatever the case may be, um, I think ultimately what you got to think about is, you know, you got to look at the system in which we live, right? And that's all people living within the system, uh, not called democracy, but called capitalism. I think, I think really it comes down to, even before you get to exploitation and things of that nature, I think there's definitely people and groups that are always taking more advantage of, um, put to shame, um, and so on and so forth. But I think ultimately, I think capitalism for the most part, to put in, this might sound cruel, but I think it's just about it's just about pimps and hoes, right? Um, Absolutely, because <laughs> it's it's yo, you're either pimping or you're gonna be pimped, right? But God, because yo, doesn't you, you, you I mean? It. I think if 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 the listeners for this podcast and this show in particular uh, have no clue what they're gonna be or what they do for their you know for a living, but isn't the average worker pretty much being exploited? You know what? The average nine to five worker isn't that? I mean, that's pretty much exploitation. And 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 and, and, and that's what I'm talking about. The because you might have the average, but in somebody, in someone's mind, mm-hmm. it's not exploitation. Like they're making a living, they're feeding right. their family, feeding their family and, and family bills, right? Yeah. And this is and, and like that is exactly what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like the person applied for that job. They applied for it. They went to the interview. This is what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. In their mind, they're right where they want to be. They're getting a wage, whatever ways they're getting, and they're good. You can't tell that person they're being exploited. No way. Right? For the most part, yeah. I mean, I, I, they've, it's, it's a mental game, right? Because It's in, all mental. Yeah, mentally, they've, been, they've, been either, they've either been suppressed to think opposite Um <laughs> I don't, don't want to say gave up. I would never say gave up, but there's been a little bit of a concession made, right? Um, and some people giving fully, some people fully buying, and some people just kind of like, you know, skimming the service, skating, or whatever the case may be, trying not just dipping their toes, trying not to get pulled in by by the undercurrent, right? Person like myself. Um, so there's all different ways, and like, I mean, if you see it in your conscious and. You know, I know woke is the overused term, but if if you're woke. aware, I don't say woke, but if you're aware of uh, your society, who you are as an individual, um, got a little bit of foresight and things of that magnitude, you probably won't be too happy, willing, or acceptant of having to do these type of things. You, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But to that point, that's not to diminish anybody, right? So to go into what you're saying about black excellence, now, granted, you know, most of this conversation is about entertainment, music, media, and things of that nature. But does the average guy that's taking care of his family, his kid, whatever his situation may be, I mean, to me, 
that's black excellence. It doesn't get celebrated because we live in a, in a society where that is black. You excellence. have to get celebrated. Absolutely. You have to be famous. You know, so we live in a fanfare society where you know once you're celebrated for whatever the reason may be, you matter. Well, what about that guy? You know what I mean? Because that's that's truly the mark of excellence, right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Because I, if if we go down the whole playlist of people in the industry who we celebrate, we look at their track records as as individuals, as as people. If you're judging them on character, you'll probably be disappointed <laughs> to find out the things that they've done to people and the things that they've allowed to have done to them in order to get where they are. But again, that goes into pimping and hoeing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and like and like coming off the heels of like uh, Black Panther, right? Where um, I think it's uh, it's the number one superhero movie, number one grossing superhero movie of all time, mm-hmm. right? And um, I saw the movie by the way. Did you see Black Panther? I did. Yeah. yeah What'd you think about it? Uh, I was okay with it. I liked it. I, I liked the um, I liked the vision of it. Uh, I didn't get caught up in the fanfare and the hype of it. You gotcha. Know? I wasn't necessarily throwing throwing you know the, the X over my chest screaming Wakanda. Wakanda forever. You know I wasn't doing that. Um, cool. But I, I think there's a lot of truth in it. Um, I think it was well executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, 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 what I do like about it is um, I like to see how inspired people were by it. Yeah. But you know. Again, it, it, you know, when something hides, when something's high, it kind of like burns out. So once it burns out, like what's going to happen from, I mean, I would like to see young black men, young black women, boys and girls, even society as a whole, gravitate to this idea of STEM. You know what I mean? Gotcha. But, but particularly in our communities where that's not talked about, again, it's not celebrated. You might see something on Facebook or yeah, yeah, Instagram yeah. now because of these outlets that we have. But yeah. for the most part, it's not something that's really lauded, um, sought out um, because there's a bit of ignorance out there. When I mean ignorance, I don't mean ignorance in the sense literally where people think ignorant means stupid. It's just people aren't, aren't unaware. In, yeah, unaware. They're unaware, none yeah. about all these different opportunities. Uh-huh. Um, and we kind of like stifle our children by not. But sometimes as adults, not necessarily me or you, but in general, um, kind of turning away from that. Ah, oh, that's for them. Ah, oh, you got to do this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We have the most brilliant minds ever. Absolutely. And everybody knows this. And this is why everybody wants in. Yeah. And this is the fascination with Wakanda. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And, and that's why I brought up Black Panther, right? Because mm-hmm. Black Panther, um, I would say Black Panther is absolutely black excellence, right? Um, the concept of Wakanda... Um, and the film itself, like the visuals across the board, like mm-hmm. the concept of the visuals of it, um, how it was, um, how it was shot, the script, everything across the board represents black excellence. Right. When we talk about um, black excellence, mm-hmm. but then now, you know, like you go see Black Panther, and then you go turn to VH1, and then we're watching Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's just people. I, 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 I can't say, you know, I can't bash anybody for having it. Everybody has their vices or whatever you whatever you want to call it. But, but you're I, saying the, the comparison yeah. as far as what's being promoted? Yeah, I mean, because it's 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 being promoted at the same, with the same vigor. It is. Right? So, question, um, is it balanced? Because we... Because we are not a monolithic people, right? So cool. we represent the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful of everything across the board. So, like, if you want the black excellence, you got to get the black ratchet, right? I mean, is that what it is? Is 
is um is stuff like love and hip hop an imitation of what's really going on out here, or is it the flip side? Is what's really going on out here a representation of what we see on TV, or is the art imitating life, or is life imitating art? Yeah. Well, um, d- despite the you know your opinion of the content, yeah, I think when you take a step back and you look at it, uh. Both were relatively successful or have been successful. Super successful. I mean, like I mean, Love Hip Hop is a, right. I think, a, I think a ten year, ten year brand. I mean, like that brand's been yeah, right. rocking for ten years. It's super successful. So I mean, I mean, at the at the end of the day, again, if, if it doesn't if, mean it's if, good. If you're keeping this mentality of pimping and hoeing, and you understand capitalism and things of that for and things of that nature, then you know you're doing all right. It, yeah. do, it does. And again, it doesn't mean that it's good, right? I mean, because. Um, not to harp on something else completely, but I mean, the crack era, the '80s was bubbling with, with ghetto millionaires, and that's a yeah, fact yeah. to the point where you know people are still trying to you know represent that today, yeah. mostly in music. Um, and we all know the stories about oh, you know he was doing this, buying turkeys and all that. But I mean, when you really take a step back and look at it, it was yeah. way more harm being done that we. St- Still, that we're still dealing with those repercussions today. Absolutely. You know what I mean? 20, 25, 30, 35 years later down the road. Excuse me. So, um, you know, pe- people are attracted, you know, well, morph to the flies, right? Yeah. So, for most people, everything that glitters is gold. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? But, real quick, when uh, I just want to go back to the Black Panther thing. Um, no knock on anything or anyone at all. Um, uh, one thing that does disturb me, and again, I'm sure you're going to go ahead and use the comparison about contracts and things of that nature. When you look at how much money the money uh, movie grossed, and you see how much the actors got paid, oh, man. I, I think that's black black exploitation all day. Knocking no one, not not knocking Chad, uh, B. Jordan, Angela, who's a queen, knocking none of them, Forrest Whitaker. But when you think about the people I just Lupita, Lupita, but when it, specifically when it, when you think about Angela, right? Mm-hmm. When you think about Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. To hear that these guys got $500,000, $700,000, and still have to pay like 30, 35% tax. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and the movie made a billy. That, that, they had a me, billy right now. To me? And still rocking domestically. Me that, to me, that's black exploitation. Maybe they have a greater vision. Maybe they feel like there was a greater purpose served. Yeah. I don't know if they're getting points. I, I mean, I know music is different from from movies, but that back end if you wanna, the back end money points, yeah. whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. which I seriously doubt, right? Because they're playing with a major corporate label, uh, label, um, studio. Yeah. Um, the studio is not really giving any back end money to anybody. Depends who you are. Well, I mean, and how Johnny, you work your contract. Johnny Depp and all that, but I'm so yeah. as far as like you know, guys. Um, Depends most, how you work the contract. Maybe Denzel yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah. if these guys, and again, we don't know these contracts. I don't know their contracts. Yeah. But even without me knowing their contracts, I think it's ab- absurd to really think that um, this movie's had a billion dollars. A billion dollars. Yeah, and, and it's already been out and for like a month. And it's only three actors that got over a million dollars that were paid a million dollars to act in it, which was Mike, Chadwick. Chad, and Okoye, the woman that played Okoye, right? Because I don't, I don't think Lapita got paid. Did she? Was she, was she a million man? No, I don't think no, so. No, but the woman that played Okoye, I don't remember her name. Denai, Denai, uh, yeah. Denai G. What about Forrest? Forrest didn't get a million for Nah, and this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I think Chadwick got three. Chadwick, he, well, he was the highest. He got three, he and I think Michael probably got a little. Just under that. Okay. And then um, 
denied she got like one, one and a half or something like that. Yeah. And again, when you think about somebody like... Uh, what about again, the uh, mm-hmm, yeah. dude from Get Out? Uh, did he did he get over him? Had a um had an Oscar nomination for best supporting actor, I think, or best lead actor, I uh, think. I mean that's small, and I think he got like a few hundred thousand for that role. Oh, and again, I, I just think that's ridiculous. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I do, I do. You know what I mean. I do. Um, with all the projections that that have done, uh, all the money spent on uh, marketing, merch, merch, you know, yeah, things of that nature. There's got to be a sentiment from the studio and anybody, everybody that's behind this movie. That we got a winner on our hands, and I and I think they did it. I, I think I, Whitey is so clever. You know what I mean? Yeah, they really are. Not to get off topic, but just to continue expound a little bit what I'm talking talking about as far as being clever. Something I always paid attention to. You and I spoke about, and then I think Chance he brought this to light recently this week. Yeah, something to the effect where he knows and he called out Heineken on this. He knows Heineken and other companies intentionally make racist ads just to start a firestorm yeah. knowing that because controversy sells yeah you know that's clicks what's happening blah 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 blah, blah. it starts a whole conversation yeah pepsi did the same and then right in the mix yeah no different than the h&m that's cl- that's that's tactical that 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 was not an uh, oversight that's tactical and it's, it's so tactical the reason why i say it's tactical i'm sorry i don't even speak. h&m is suffering right now bro i, I know i know and then so I guess that, they roll. I guess they rolled the dice, and then maybe they lost, right? Yeah, yeah. But let's not let's not for a minute believe that's not tactical, though. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that I think the play is black emotion, black sensitivity, racism, which all people kind of gravitate to and seem to like. You know, want to debunk or put an end to it. How that happens, I don't know. Um, but nonetheless, I think these companies and marketing firms and groups and you know the machine, whoever's part of the machine. Yeah. I, all this is calculated. And none of it is really truly by accident. There may be a blip here, a blip here, a spill there, a spill there. But for the most part, it's all calculated. Um, okay. Let me ask you a question, mm-hmm. man. Um, tell me, give me give me three examples of black excellence to you right now. As far as... Anything. Anything. Yeah. I'll go back to the example I said before. Um I think just, I, I I just think, and I'll try to come up with some solid examples, right? Um, but I want to talk about it, maybe give an example, talk about it on a level that's more relatable to most people, right? Because okay. most people aren't in the 2 to 3%, they're not in the higher tax brackets. Most people are just trying to get by, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, um, we're 99%. Right, but I think anybody that's, you know, truly attempting to or executing you know, using their their, their talent and, and 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 you know their God given abilities to for the betterment betterment of the of course themselves and their families, putting you know putting themselves putting themselves forth in that regard, um, and hitting the mark on that, um, without necessarily anybody knowing, without it being celebrated, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. I think on a fundamental basis as a people, before you can get into anything, um. It's, to me, that's just adulthood, adulthood, that's manhood, that's womanhood. And I think that's really having true principle. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So shout out to everybody out there. You know, I don't care if you're delivering mail or whatever you may be doing. Um, the underdog, uh, you know, the people that get, get overlooked, um, the uncelebrated. To get into a, a something that's a little bit, you know, sexier, that people rather hear. Uh, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of with 
I like these guys, <laughs> and I know, I know, <laughs> they didn't go through what they went through, or they haven't, you know, uh, got to their level of success unscathed, or without, you know, maybe doing some foul things here and there. Um, but let's talk about the obvious. Let's talk about maybe Jay and Puff. You know, I I, I kind of think they've reached a point and the pinnacle of um, not just celebration, but I think they can talk about what they're talking about. Um, I think they can be boastful, Puff in particular, about black ex- excellence. Um, because I think they've gotten to the point where they can actually, they're major players in, in the advancement of the people and advancement of the culture in more ways than just music. You know what I mean? In multiple ways. Um, I mean, we both see that we've seen the adventures through the years. Um, and of course, you know, there's, whether you want to dissect it and say, oh, well, you know, they got in bed with somebody else. They did business with this person. Uh, they only got 10% of the deal. There's a parent company. Nonetheless, nonetheless. Got it. Um, I think a lot of what they're doing opens up. I don't know if it opens up doors necessarily, but it makes people aware and opens the eyes, opens op- opens people's eyes and let them know, like, yo, there's real opportunity out here. Yeah. It can really be done. You know yeah. what I mean? At what cost? I don't know. Gotcha. Everything has a price. Gotcha. And I'm with you, you know, with black excellence. You know, like when we talk about black excellence, I, I, I definitely agree with you. Like black, black excellence is definitely, um, um, we got to strip away celebrity mm-hmm. and we got to strip away what, um, what we've been conditioned to think of black excellence is, you know, we, you know, we think of celebrities that are, you know, doing things at the, the highest of heights, right? Mm-hmm. But then, yo, your mom. Of course. You know, the mom that goes to work every day. Yeah, for sure. Holds the family down. The dad that goes to work every day might work transit, mm-hmm. might be a teacher, might drive an Uber, right. provides for the family. No might excuses. Be a and driving an Uber. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's black excellence. You know what I mean? Let's not get yeah, that yeah, twisted, yeah. folks. Like, black excellence isn't just Jay Z and Beyonce, not Michelle and Barack. It's not just them. It's, it's, it's the person that lives right next door to you that's taking care of their business. For sure. That's making sure the kid is, is, is getting straight A's in school. Right. Roof over the head. Bills are paid. Make sure the kid is going to basketball practice. Make sure, you know, uh, you know, daughter's going to uh, a ballet recitals. That's black excellence. And then we get into the media interpretation of what black excellence is. And then we get into, like, right? Yeah. Like some of our celebrities and, and, and some of our more well-known people out there. But, um, you know, there is no... Right or wrong, nah, not at all. when we talk about yeah, this, no, no, no. it's it's something that we could actually have two, three, four parts of, right? Do I want to take a break here? Sure, let's do it. I want to get into the, uh, from the OG's perspective. Got it. And then we'll wrap up. Sure. Welcome back to the From the OG's Perspective segment. From an OG's perspective, D, let's talk about it, man. What's up? Um, you know, we were talking about uh, black excellence and um, black ratchetness, black exploitation. Um, you might have a lot of uh, young OGs that might say, you know what? We are black excellence. Mm-hmm. What you may consider black exploitation, what you may consider ratchet, forget all that. Mm-hmm. We're on. We're making moves. We're carrying the torch forward. Like, we're keeping... Uh, genres alive like we're doing our thing like how dare you label what we're doing ratchet or black exploitation we are black excellence you might have um some ogs you might be like nah that is absolutely not black excellence 
there's no class involved in that. Um, you guys are not humble. There is no um, moral compass attached. There's no craftsmanship attached to what you guys are doing. Um, nah, that is not black excellence. Um, so that's where we're at with it. And I think um, what we're talking about is, 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 is totally subjective, right? It is. Um, there is no right or wrong. But we just want to kind of give our perspectives and our insight on, on what we're talking. And we want to stir up conversation. We want to stir up, um, you know, we want to stir up conversation. So, sure, let's do it. Young OG, I will take the perspective of a young OG today. Okay, cool. Fuck what you talking about, OG. Mm-hmm. We are black excellence. And what we do, we do it to the fullest. We are carrying the torch. Forget what you talking about. What you got to say to that? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're not carrying a torch, right? Um, you'd be carrying the torch if we, if from the OGs' perspective, if this generation, the older generations, the OGs, actually, <coughs> excuse me, actually liked what we saw in you, young men and women, right? And we saw enough in you guys to say, you know what? Here's the mantle. Here's the torch. It's time to pass it on and move it. Mm-hmm. Right. But you guys feel, nah, that's old. Uh, I can do it now. We have technology. We have stuff that you guys didn't have. And if you had what we had back then, you'd be doing the same thing. Uh, you're saying we do drugs, but you guys talked about selling drugs, blah, 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 right? Um, there's plenty of talent out there. But what you guys aren't doing, and this is a general statement, right? What you guys aren't doing is really taking time to... Uh, hone your craft and understand that there is a level of refinement. There's a level of decorum and regard, regardless of what generation it is, it goes a very long way. So the, uh, promotion of (laughs) complete belligerence and ignorance, it's short lived. It's short lived. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what age we're capping this at, um, but life, life teaches you a lot of things that there's no there's no way that you guys can possibly understand at the ages that you are. Not taking away what anybody's experience. Every you know people may have had certain experience that they um matured rather quickly. Um, might have been smart enough to jump on opportunities that are afforded you guys nowadays, right? But experience is the greatest teacher. And without trying to belittle anybody, I'd say that. When you look at a guy that might be 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, or whatever, you know, the younger, younger gener- generation refers to as being old. Um, the numbers just speak speak to that, and it is what it is. Uh, 30, 35, 40, 45 years of experience trumps 18 years of experience every day. Every day of the week. So it would behoove a lot of you young, a lot of you young men and women just listen a little bit. Take heed. Learn your history. Do what you want to do. It. Do what you want to do. Do how you want to do it. But just take heed. Be willing to make your situation better by pulling back from the past, right? Look at it like this. If you had a ball in your hand and the starting point that you were throwing from was at your ear, regardless of how strong your arm was, that ball would only, go, that ball would only travel a certain distance, right? But if you reach back a little further... And your starting point was behind your head, and then you launched the ball. 
that ball will travel, how, how much further do you think will travel, whatever the distance is, long story short, it's going to go way further. You'll, you'll go way further by reaching back as opposed to trying to get ahead of the game and having a short a shorter distance to start from. I totally understand. Um, this is the thing. When we talk about um, younger generations, right? Mm-hmm. When we talk about um, uh, younger generations and we talk about younger generations expressing themselves uh-huh. through through music and art, right? Um part of being young is rebelling. And what I mean by rebelling is not following the norms Mm -hmm. and the trends that your parents and your grandparents had. Um, And everybody pretty much followed suit, right? Like if you go back to our generation, which would be Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas, Wu-Tang, Gangstar, Kim, Foxy, yada, 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 right? They didn't sound like Kumo D, L Cool J, mm-hmm. Ice T, Busy B, whoever you want to say. Okay. They kind of took the game and elevated and brought it somewhere else. Sonically. Right. Visually as well. So as a young OG, I could say, yo, that's what we're doing. We're creating a whole new sound sonically, mm-hmm. which they are. Mm-hmm. Sounds awesome. A lot of the stuff sounds really, really dope. I think where the OG knocks the young OG with the today's music is there's no uh, lyricism to it, right? There's no conceptual concepts to the music. But sonically, the stuff sounds amazing, right? Um but like as a young OG, I'm like, yo, how you gonna knock me? I'm trying to recreate something new. I'm bringing something new sonically. I'm bringing new themes. I'm bringing new new ideas to the music. But then, how you gonna knock me? I'm trying to do it, um, to the highest heights that I can. Mm-hmm. But but remember, the responsibility of a generation is to also rebel against what was before them. Rebelling meaning I need to recreate. Good. I cannot follow those norms. So how can you knock me if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do? Because what's going to happen is 10 years from now, it'll be something new. Of course. It won't be mumble rap. It won't be dance rap or whatever you want to call it. I think a lot of the stuff sounds good, right? Some of it I like, some of it I don't. But that's their job. That's their job is to continue to push the envelope, to rebel mm-hmm. against the the uh the era that came before them. How can you knock them, right? Right. That's the job. Because your era did. Okay. And the era before that did because um disco came and went, soul came and went, um, hippie music came and went because every era came and pushed the envelope. They rebelled. They kind of recreated mm-hmm. the sound. They recreated the visuals. So how are you gonna sit down and knock me for recreating? Now what you can say is you know what? The stuff that you guys are recreating is not at the same level as what we did, but that's all subjective. But to me, like if I'm Drake, if I'm Kendrick, if I'm Cole, like yo, the stuff that I've been creating is hot, dog. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think, I think when you when you hear these conversations, yeah, <clears throat> the older generation of rappers not only give it up, but are appreciative and fans 
of a Drake, mm-hmm. of a Cole, of a Kendrick, uh, and whoever else. And maybe even some of the guys that might fall into the other category that you know we tend to speak about as far as, I don't know, Ratchet or what's, what's, what's the word? Mumble rap. Mumble rap and stuff well, you like got, that. You got like the Migos. You might even be a fan of that. And I haven't heard one older person or a person from an older generation, unless it was cleverly disguised, come out and actually say, I hate these guys. I wish them the worst. Yeah. A, B, C, and D. Yeah. It's it's never been that conversation. Gotcha. You know, the only conversation in principle that has been is you're, you're, you're a part of or you want to be part of a house that we lay foundation in. Yeah. There's real, there's bedrock here. Yeah. You know, Let's say your, let's say your composition is different, in terms of how we're building this home, right? What we're saying, or what the older generation is saying, is like, without us, and this this is not us applauding ourselves or being egotistical, but we're part of a certain bedrock. And we know we're part of a certain bedrock because even though our sound was different, there was bedrock before us, and we were able to, uh, you know, formulate with that. Yeah, completely different sound, completely different movement, and everything wasn't always applauded and accepted. But for the most part, you know, it's bedrock getting bedrock. Yeah. Now, it's a little it's starting to look a little bit different. It's a whole. Do you know what I want to say? It's, too a, deep? it's a whole different vibe. It's a whole different material. Now, that material might be needed yeah. in terms of building whatever this home that we have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but let's evaluate this. Let's look at it and let's and um. You know, before you before you're ready to uh, usurp the bedrock, understand the bedrock is what everything stands on. Yeah, but you, you know what is the? I definitely feel what you're saying, but we have to take two things into consideration. Mm-hmm. We have to take in uh, modern technology, of course, and we also have to take in the rules and the construct of the music industry has changed. Yeah. Right, and and we could also say that for creating visual content mm-hmm. um, because of YouTube we have the era of the ratchet web series ratchet content and we also have we also came from an era where like hood movies were done pretty good excellent excellently done and then we fast forward to where we are now modern technology allowed people to pick up a camera and go make their own version of a hood movie mm-hmm. Which wasn't done as good and as tastefully as some of the uh, hood movies you grew up on, right? Um, so getting back to what you were saying, we have to take into account that um, modern technology and the rules of the music industry and the construct of the music industry mm-hmm. and um, and the creating of visual content changed. Music industry, there aren't any rules. And that's because of what we know uh the modern day label to be mm-hmm. that's out the window that no longer exists modern technology steps in and like where you could create a whole uh a whole album a whole mixtape in your crib at 12 o'clock create a whole album you could be done with it by three three o'clock and it's out by four and you're a superstar by six. Right. 
right? There's no rules to it. Mm-hmm. So we got to take a lot of those things into consideration as well. Well, what what I'll say to that is, and that's an excellent thing, right? Because that's kind of like you want the next generation, your kids or whoever's coming behind you, uh, even if you're just talking about artistry, you want them to be better versions of what you are or not necessarily you per se, but, you know, what you went through, um, what you produced and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's, 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 that's the want naturally in nature, period. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For the next generation to be better, to survive, yeah. and things like that. And I think there's a legitimate worry that given the, um, the, a lot of the poor content and the disregard for content dis, and disregard for artistry. I don't think people are, are as upset as everyone thinks in terms of like, you know, young guys, this young guys that, you know, most, most, most guys that have rapped as, that, that have had successful careers in music, or whatever, you know, they'll stay in the game, but you might not catch them necessarily wanting to record albums or necessarily wanting to be the, you know, the front of everything. Yeah. Some guys, yes, but a lot of guys know, right. Um, but the artistry is different, and I, I I I think that, and that's fine, right? Because every generation has to have its own way of expressing whatever, whatever it is they want to express. Yeah. They speak to their own generation, and they communicate in a certain way. Yeah, and, and that that's a hundred percent fine. I don't think anybody's challenging that, and also think that um, you know, most old old guys aren't haters. You know, we tend to think that if somebody older has an opinion, they're hating on you or they're trying to stifle your voice. I'm with you with that. And that's I'm not the case, that. you know what yeah. I mean? Because conversely, I've heard several artists, you know, kind of like say, wow, man, you know, if I had this 10 years ago, if we'd had YouTube back in like 95 or whatever, or whatever the rules, or there were no rules in the music industry, you know, these these guys are, <laughs> to borrow Denzel's line from uh, Training Day, they're in a more privileged position um, than what they realize because they don't have to really answer I mean yes there's executives and there's still A&Rs but not as much as they, they, they once were right yeah um, conventionally that the record label always needs talent right but now in order for the record label to survive they need these guys you know what I'm saying Absolutely. whereas back in the days the artists needed the label yeah. The artists needed, you know, uh, the marketing, the promotion, and and that's still true to some extent, but not entirely. You know what I mean? Yeah. You still, I mean, you the label needs the artists right. now. You look at yeah. a guy like Soldier Boy, um, not a fan, but you look at what he did and how, you know what I mean, what his story is and how he was a YouTube sensation, how his career took off. I mean, I think, I <laughs> for me, yo, it's funny. Yo, real talk. But he's actually a successful story. Yo, real talk. Soldier Boy is a hip hop legend, mm-hmm. and I mean that in this respect. Soldier Boy took off right when YouTube took off. He was kind of like the pioneer of the um the do it yourself young kid. I'm going to record my music in my crib in my room with my mom's downstairs baking me cookies. <laughs> right? I'm upstairs in my room cr- creating this music. I'm going to put it out on YouTube and I'm going to take it from there. He was the pioneer of that. Like, I want to say Soulja Boy is probably, like, one of the first artists to blow up mm-hmm. right around the time when YouTube was taking off. Mm-hmm. The DIY artist. Soulja right. Boy is kind of like the poster child for that. Mm-hmm. And kind of like he created that wave of young artists using all this new technology, new software to create their own music in the com- um, comfort and the confines of their home mm-hmm. and take it from there. Right, so Soldier Boy is kind of like the pioneer of that. 
Yeah, and, and kudos to him. Like I said, I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anybody's looking to see the next generation fail unless you just, you know, nah. unless you got your own personal issues. I mean, because they check it out. Uh, we don't want to see the young generation fail because mm-hmm. the culture, industry, um, pretty much relies and is on their back, right? Because they're going to carry on the torch. Like, they're going to, like, them being successful, right, is what we want to see because they carry on the legacy of what hip-hop is. Right. But what we talk about is them um, adding a little bit more class, a little bit more craftsmanship to what they're doing. And that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, because, I mean, you think about a guy who I happen to like, I follow him. Um, I don't know how old he is, but he's a young kid. And, and again, before I even say this, you know, every generation is going to have guys that might be a little bit more socially, politically, economically inclined, um, a little bit more artistically inclined, um, maybe a little bit of dancing ability that gets them, whatever, whatever it is, right? So everybody's not going to be, be the same, no matter what. Like you said, we're not monolithic. And that's true in every generation and everybody's case. But to your point, and I think this is a perfect example, and I think this guy's the perfect example of um, carrying the torch correctly and still being current and connecting to the youth. Um, so far, what, from what I know, he doesn't have a song that's going to probably be on the radio. Um, but he's been a social media. He's been tearing up social media for the last couple months. A uh, young guy out of Philly. Uh, I think his name is uh, uh, LPG or LGP Qua. Have you heard of him? I'm I'm not familiar with him. Brand, you know who that is? LPG Quad? Okay. Um, if you get a chance, look him up. Follow him on Facebook. I mean, he's got a several videos out on, uh, excuse me, Instagram. A bunch of videos. Does a kid have freestyles? A lot like he's free, like yeah, he freestyles I, a lot in the street? Yeah, I don't think they're free. I think he writes rhymes, but he, he uh, he's rapping over kind of like older beats. Gotcha. Beats from the 80s and 90s, or just more famous beats okay. that, you know, people are a little bit more familiar with. Um but I think he's the perfect combination of, I mean, the guy literally calls himself the voice of the youth. You know what I mean? Okay. And it's not based on arrogance or anything like that. I think it's based on heartfelt, you know, emotion, content, artistry, and his connection to the generation. You know what I mean? And um, there's no gimmick with him. It's not a, it's, he's not out there just being goofy for the sake of being goofy. Um, you know what I mean? There's really no, I don't see any, like, major marketing that he's doing in terms of, uh, other than making videos for Instagram, um, you know, there's, 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 there's no shtick to this guy. You gotcha. know what I mean? Gotcha. He's about the craft. Gotcha. Hey. Gotcha. No, I, I feel you. you know what I think, man? Um, and I kind of want to wrap up on this. Um, it's about balance, right? Mm-hmm. I think when you get into creating content and you get into life as a whole, right? I think you get you get the good with the bad. You get the classy with the ratchet. That's just life, That's just man. How it is. Yeah, no doubt. That's just how it is. Right. And I think um, when it comes to creating black content, we just got to accept it, man. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I think what we're looking for is balance. I think if you're going to promote and you're going to um, co-sign a lot of the negative stereotypes and negative st- stigmas of who we are, mm-hmm. Which a lot of it is true because, again, we are not one way. We're not a monolithic people. Mm-hmm. We are everything 
in between from top to bottom, right? We are classy, we are ratchet, we are good, we are bad, right? And I think the content we create represents that. It does. No, it does. Yeah. And, it's um, all, and it, I mean, and it's totally okay. Right? Yeah. And it's totally okay. So I think where we're at now is um, we're a mix of everything. But I think what we're looking for is balance. And, it's, and, and, and as far as when we're talking about um, our representation in, in media, mm-hmm. we need the balance. But we would like to see more of black excellence. Of course. We'd like to see way more black excellence. Of course. But we can't get away from that is us as well. Like that ratchetness is us. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, as well. look, there may be black excellence in what we think is ratchet. You don't know. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what, D? And this is part one mm-hmm. of an ongoing conversation. Always, yeah. And, um, and at some point, I want to bring in some people to have this conversation with us. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. But um, what I want to do is I, I want to thank our listeners. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you for sitting in with us. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Intellectual Property Podcast. Thank you so much. And I want to end off by saying you envision it, you create it, you share it, but make sure you get paid for it. Absolutely. Signing out.